The following podcast is a Boys in the Basement production. To find out more, visit us at www.boysinthebasementpodcast.com. Hello everybody, welcome to episode 52 of the Boys in the Basement podcast, coming to you from the subterranean wonderworld in the middle of Hampshire. What a show we've got lined up for you today, and by we I mean me, Mr. Part, and your favourite host. By we I mean another man, a little noble man, a man scurrying around in my shadow, never more so than tonight because the lighting's very low. It is the one and only Mr. Swan. Hello Liam, how are you? How is it in my shadow, mate? Is it cold? Yeah, it is. It's horrible. Is it horrible? It's horrible. Yeah. Well, that's alright, you can, you can stay there, it'll be nice, I like having you there. Sat next to Mr. Swan is another man, a man with a nice trendy haircut and some would say a trendy face it is the one and only Department of Audiovisual Engineering it's Dave hello sat next to Dave is another man we've got him as a little guest today I'm quite excited to have him here He's the one and only Adam Stone yeah hello everybody how are you Adam Stone uh, yeah I'm good um, I had a lot of drink today and <laughs> yesterday and the day before and the day before that as well so kind of winding down now this is, I With think a this is a perfect perfect end to the weekend so okay. thank you for having me well yeah we've got a really good show lined up today we've got some stuff lined up we've got some music coming up we might have some content coming up it's going to be a real riot have you got some content have you of course we have mate and we're going to start with the first thing of content okay. which is something on my little list okay all something right. I need to get off my chest Mate. I think I know what this could be. Yes, we talk about last week's show. Good show, wasn't it, Mr. Swan? Very good show. I really enjoyed listening to it. Yes, listening from to it. From the comfort of my sofa. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Swan, where were you last week? I thought you blotted the copybook and the listeners have a right to know. Well, I, to- I, I told you where I was and I, you, I went out for a leaving meal for Nicola, who's been on the show two or three times now. Yeah, the lovely Miss mm-hmm. Dempsey. And she worked for me and she's now moving to America. So we had a leaving meal with all of my staff where we said goodbye to her. I couldn't miss it. Okay. So I apologise, but it's not my fault. Okay, so who are you apologising to? Me the or listeners, the fans? you, everybody here. He okay. seems really sincere. I too. am, I <laughs> am. <laughs> He's pulling his just... I can, I, can, I can do that, Dave. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, You're a good actor. Um, no, I am really... I, do, I, I did enjoy listening to it, though. It was a really good show. And I'm gutted that I had to miss it. Mm. And of course, you've, you've touched there. Mr. North was very quick to stick the knife into you for not being there, wasn't he? Well, yeah, he? I was listening to it. Mm. I thought this is a great show. And then they were like, right, let's get over it first. Mr. Swan's not here. And North was like, oh, yes, any excuse. Yes, he's just gone out for dinner with some women. <laughs> Which is factually true, but it didn't tell the whole story. Mm. So where is he tonight? Then? Well, this Why is the thing. Very good. Yeah, let's move on to that. Very quick to put the knife in. Where is Mr. North? Anyone want to speculate? Germany. Probably Germany, yeah, probably starting a war. Could be Germany. Running a Hitler concentration camp or not. <laughs> he's off to EU North Korea something. at the moment. He's in yeah. North Korea, is he? Yeah, so yeah, I've he's, heard. He's buddying up with a new guy in charge, isn't he? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Side by man side. after they executed the arm last one. Arm in arm. Yeah, so he's not here tonight, which is... And that's why I'm a bit annoyed. He stuck the knife into you, Swan. Yeah, and I am as well. Only one show later. Where is he? You wait till he comes back. Yeah, well, you know, you're back and that's important. I'm back. Now, Dave, you are, you're becoming like the new booking agent for the show, aren't you? Uh, well, it would seem so, yeah. I, I seem to be doing some contacts with people. Mm. I have to say, we are increasingly feeling Dave's influence on the show. That's because I... I think I, it's a good thing. To Is be it honest, influence it's or odour? No, it's boredom more, to be honest. I don't really have a lot on in my life, so doing this just, you know, saves me from slitting my wrists. OK. Well, it's great Dave's out there booking guests and he's going crazy. And the first chap he's dragged along, as we touched on, is Adam. Yeah. Now, Adam is a very interesting guy. Um, Apparently so, yeah. Yeah, because you, you were born in Africa, weren't you? I was, yeah, I was born and uh, I moved to the UK in 97. 
But okay. uh, I am a technical South African resident. I do I still have my passport. Okay. Uh, but no accent anymore, unfortunately. That is, and my soul, I think, is also British now. Like, I'm, I'm not like a massive rugby fan. And uh, I don't like cook outside a lot, so I'm not really South African. <laughs> Those stereotypes of South um, yeah. Africa. Mm, those are the things you would typically associate with South Africa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that, and, and racism as well. And racism. No, <laughs> yeah, that, I'm, 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 I'm proud, proud to say that I'm not a racist, although that is actually quite a racist thing to say that also South Africans are racist. Yeah. It's kind of like a loop. Oh, what a bloody conundrum you've yeah, created yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh God, let's move much. on quickly. Where are you yeah. living now, Mr. Stone? Uh, I am currently residing at my dad's house just down the road um, for this one week. But I usually live in Korea, uh, other side of the world. Where, who is it, Mr. North? Mr. North. Mr. N- yeah. Mr. North, yeah. Well, he's technically my neighbour now, I think, because I'm in the south one. Okay. <laughs> you need to watch out for him. Yeah, he's a bad yeah. neighbour. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not a good neighbour to have. A bit noisy. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing a few more sort of career facts. And, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what you've I've been up to. Lined up. Yeah. Well, as you line them up, I think we should kick off with our first song of the show, because we've got some, some lovely tracks lined up today. We've got music from the Rioters Brothers, music from the Sophie Jameson Band, and also a mystery track that Adam's brought along in his little satchel, <laughs> in his little doctor's bag. So we don't know what that's going to be like, but he's going to be talking to us about it and then he's going to play it but first we're going to play a song by the Rattus Brothers do we want to hear this? yeah Um, me and Dave went to the Rattus Brothers EP launch the other day and basically we're going to play one of the tracks off the EP which is my favourite one which interestingly I really like because I've recently started watching something called Breaking Bad which you've all probably all heard of and this song really makes me think of Breaking Bad it's got the desert vibe to it so have a little listen to this and then uh, we're going to review it afterwards in our new feature review a track so uh, here we go guys enjoy baby baby Thank mm-hmm. you. 
was lovely i want to know they're from the riotous brothers and that's off their brand new ep called the tree so now in our brand new feature called review a song we've got now uh, you know see what we thought of that song give it a mark out of 10 start with you swan what did you make of that i thought it was good i mm-hmm. liked it it was quite brooding and intense but it was quite heartfelt i thought he obviously had a point to make yeah. and he really <laughs> wanted to know something um, so and i thought he made it well um so yeah i enjoyed it i'd give it a solid seven Okay, Dave, what would be your quick review of that song and score to go with it? Um, it was one of their sort of slower numbers. Having seen them before, they tend to do a lot of very quick-paced, uh, upbeat, bluesy stuff. So, uh, But yes, as, as Swan said, it was very sort of heartfelt and emotive. But, um, you know, I, I think I would actually give it slightly lower. I would say that was a six for me. What do you think, Adam? What did you make of that? Um, I think it will go well with whiskey. Okay. <laughs> I can see myself. Uh, it's some leather boots, uh, maybe with like a rattlesnake nearby somewhere. Mm. Um, yeah, so I give it a seven out of ten as well. Uh, it's quite slow. I like sad music as well, and like the the slower numbers. So okay, I'm with you on that. I like a slow song, quite cowboy. Could be like a spaghetti mm. western that song, mm. and I love yeah. that because it's quite moving. So I'd actually give it an eight. So well done, boys. You scored a grand total of twenty eight. So that's a good score for a good song. And make sure you mm. go and check them out, theriotusbrothers.com. Mm, and while you're on the internet, there's something else you can check out. Well, our website. No, no, well, yeah, you could look at that. I was but... trying to do a plug. Oh, yeah, do it. What's our website? Uh, com. <laughs> Good lad. No, but specifically, our YouTube channel. Yes, it's of exploded. Course. Oh yes, yes, I've seen the results recently. It's looking very good. The yeah. results? It's not been down the sexual health clinic. We passed. We're clear. We, yeah, we, no we would us. never pass. Um, no, Bella came on last show. As you know, the lovely Bella, who I do love a little bit. Um, and she um, did some live recordings and we filmed it and we put them on YouTube. They've had like loads of hits, our most viewed videos ever. That's good. So go to YouTube and look for Boys in the Basement. I think it's youtube.com slash Boys in the Basement. It I is, think yeah. is our YouTube it channel. Is. It's amazing. And me and Dave were looking at some of our old videos the other day and we were, we were ridiculous. Do you and know I, what? I spent, I spent about an hour, about a week ago, watching nearly every video we've ever put on there. It was quite emotional. There was one where Liam looked was... like a fat American. It was fantastic. <laughs> Apparently, I looked there's fat some and great, American. There's some great videos on there. Mm. Ollie Barlow, the human fly. Mm. I remember that was a good one. Mr. North cooking the apple pie. Another Thrilling. classics. Yeah. <laughs> Liam feeds yeah. a seagull. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, no, it's, it's really good. So do go and check it out, guys. It's youtube.com slash boys in the basement. It's great. All that. What more could you want? And actually, do you know what? Bella said that she liked coming on the show and described me as like a pantomime IED. <laughs> What's an IED? <laughs> Well, initially I thought it was a contraceptive, but I realised that was no. an IUD. I got them all mixed. Isn't that the thing that IU... they have bombs, roadside yeah. bombs? Mm. And... Improvised explosive device. Yeah. No, that's the one, yeah. So I think that's an endorsement. I don't know if it is, if I'm honest. Do you have a pantomime IUD? Yeah. That's quite deep. I need, sort to, get head, sh- I need to get my head around that. I'm going to have to take this session off. Yeah, sort of shouts it's behind you first. And then behind him, boom! Gives you a warning. Oh, no, he isn't. Oh, yes, he is. Oh, there goes my legs. Speaking of legs, I've got really itchy legs there. I think that's why I've got legs on the brain. I might have fleas. Have you got fleas in this bag? I know, I know. Unless you brought them in with you. Mm, I could do. I've been living rough these last few days. Well, there you are. No, don't be racist. Right. We're going <laughs> to, speaking of people who are not racist, we're going to speak to everyone's <laughs> born again South African, the lovely Adam. Now, Adam, you've come here, like, you, you, I don't really know, like, much about the context of why you're here, what you've been up to, so I'm genuinely quite interested to work out what you've been doing. Specifically, like, what have you been up to in South Korea? Uh, I've been teaching children how to speak the language that we're speaking right now, which okay. is English, for people who don't know. Mm. <laughs> yeah, basically, I decided to go over there a couple of years ago because, I don't know, I think it's quite a popular choice for graduates who don't really have any direction with their life and they want to somehow broaden their mind. 
and it doesn't usually always end up like that. I mean, I don't think minds are broadened so much as like limits are pushed because we, it, you're kind of outside your comfort zone a lot of the time. Um, yeah, so I've been teaching English basically. Like I go inside of a classroom and I say words and get children to remember it. And then they give me some money at the end of the month for it. And how do you cope with the language barrier between it? Because obviously uh, these kids don't speak English naturally, do they? It's very frustrating. Like, I've, since I've been back on holiday, which is why I'm here at the moment, uh, I've spoken to some other friends who are legitimate, real teachers in the, in, uh, in the UK. <laughs> Fine, go not. A, part, a group I would not consider myself part of, definitely. I'm uh, just passing through the profession. But um, <laughs> I'm not, not able to, like, bond with the kids that well. And I think a lot of them are just, like... They hear like five words of English and their brain just like shuts down because it's bombarded over there. You know, you, like English is important, like it's an important language to be able to learn, but it's really boring for kids to learn. So, and it's pretty boring if, if they're not really receptive, then it's kind of boring to teach them as well. <laughs> so they're boring, basically. <laughs> Where do we sign up? Yeah, let's all do this. Yeah, yeah it sounds great. I what? mean, yeah, that's sort of prevented me from learning that much more because learning a language is a hard thing, and uh, I'm lazy, basically. So I can <laughs> I can definitely bond with my kids in that. It's like I don't want to learn their language; they don't want to learn my language. <laughs> so we get along as best we can with sign language and pointing, and uh, uh, we've all got like the apps on our phones that can translate words and stuff now. So I think that's the future of communication, basically. Okay, so yeah. you are a lazy teacher in a in what is eventually going to become a redundant. <laughs> like, subject is what you're saying. Wow, I, I, I did actually say that, didn't I? Yeah, man. That's quite damning. Uh, yeah. Okay, and what sort of training did you get to become a teacher? Did you just roll out there and I make it up? didn't have to have any training at all. I, I, <laughs> yeah. this, this is it. This is exactly what I was talking about earlier. It's like um, directionless graduates with no like, no, no like, direction in their life. So I did not actually have to get any training, but I did get what is called a CELTA, which stands for... I can't remember what it stands for. It, it, it has the word adult education and certificate in it. And uh, yeah, I think they're starting to crack down because it seems like many, many people went over there, you know, to have fun. And because it's more traveling than an actual job. And they made a very bad name for the foreign population of expats over there, you know, like puking in the street, fighting with the elderly and uh, fighting like, with the elderly. Yeah, well, the elderly are, are very feisty folk over there. You know, so they'll, <laughs> they'll definitely fight back. So they've uh, the, the economy is like exploded within the last 50 years since the countries were split in half. Like there's, there's more of like a capitalist influence in the south. So they're, they're moving very, very fast. And I think you do get the sense that. Uh, it's sort of like the two ideals run parallel. So you've got like this economic pushing forward. At the same time, they're, they're very, very like traditional as well. So they try and hold on to their values while trying to move forward. And you can feel the strain in some areas of life. I think that, that you, you get like the young girls who are very materialistic. Uh, they spend millions of one on like facial surgery. That's very big over there. Uh, like designer handbags. And then someone like 40 years older is walking around with a cart, like collecting cardboard because... That's what's traditionally done when you're old for some reason. I still haven't cracked that one yet. <laughs> like, like, seriously, yeah, they, they love cardboard over there, the elderly. You can see them like, lugging <laughs> around titanic piles of, uh, of cardboard. Yeah. And what other sort of things do you get up to when you're in, in Korea, other than just teaching? Um, there's a lot of drinking and a lot of eating, lots of meat, basically. Oh, any Cor dog? Uh, yeah, I have actually tried dog. Oh, it's commonly associated with dog there. And what was dog like? People are shocked. I think people uh, think that dogs are a much more popular dish than it really is. Yeah? Um, it, they're kind of like shady restaurants. You have to go down like the back alleys to find a dog restaurant. You know? Oh, so it's quite a niche market. Then. Well, yeah, yeah. And I think many people over there are like quite shocked by it as well. But yeah, I, I thought, why not? I'm going to try dog one day. So me, my friend and my girlfriend, we went out 
for a lovely meal at the dog restaurant. And we were offered... There was two things on the menu. The first was dog soup, which is bits of dog in the soup. And the second one was steamed chunks of dog. <laughs> I, I opted for the latter, and uh, I kind of regret it. It was... Oh, the, the soup seemed so much better, did it? Um, Probably it would have had, like, different spices and stuff to mask the flavour. You just got, like... Pure dog, when, when you got the steamed chunks of it. What does it pure taste dog. like? What does pure dog taste like? Uh, it's very like fatty meat. Does it's it not, depend on the delicious. breed? Uh, well, I've only tried one breed so oh, far. Okay, but okay. <laughs> maybe give me a, a few more years and I'll be a, a connoisseur. Like, <laughs> <laughs> gosh, it smells like Yorkshire Terrier. Yeah. Um, yeah, back to your music and things like that. Because um, mm. you brought some tracks here today. So, what, what's the story behind the track you're going to play us and how did it come to well, be? Well, um, yeah, I, about um, over the last year, maybe a little bit longer. I've been uh, researching how to build like a nice home studio and how to use it. So it's sort of do like a one-man band thing. Because I, I like, uh, my favourite genre of music is metal, definitely. And there's not that big a scene over there, especially among um, the other foreigners. So it's kind of hard to join a band or form a band that does the music that I really like. So I thought, why not do everything myself? And so I've got like a nice home studio with like drum software and whatnot now. And I did find one other guy who was kind of into the same music. Uh, the track I'll play you is not actually metal. It's more sort of like ambient, mm, post-rocky kind of stuff. Oh, lovely. Uh, it's, it's called Coaster because it was the, I saw a coaster on the side of the table. And uh, I thought that would make a good name. So it's a, a working title at the moment, and it's generally a work in progress. And I bought a violin VST as well, and I, I went to town with it on that, which okay. hopefully you'll hear later on. So this, this track you're about to play out, so you made this yourself? Yeah, yeah. Um, the okay. only thing that I didn't do was sing on it or record the mic. I sent it to my friend who lives like the other side of the country and said, see what you think of this. And he was like, OK, yeah. And he sung a little bit over it and sent it back to me. And it sounded all right. And this is yeah. part of an EP you're going to release? or is um, this? I'm working on a metal EP at the moment. Uh, with the tracks. Okay. Uh, th- this was uh, just fiddling about like trying to more, more of like practice for myself to try and learn. And can people find this stuff like on the Internet? Um, yes, you can. If you go to soundcloud.com forward slash plaswuff, that's P-L-A-S-W-U-F-F, you can listen to some good And music is this there. a working title for yourself? This, this is just my internet acronym, like, or my internet, like, name. Brilliant. Mm. Well, I'm well up for listening to this now. Yeah, cool. So, um, yeah, you've brought your little satchel with your laptop in. I have, yeah. So you're going to crack that out. And, um, this song is called Coaster, and what we're going to do, we'll have a listen. This is genuinely the first time that I've ever yeah, heard it. Me too. Yeah, and So me. it could go either way, and then we're going to take the very risky move of reviewing it <laughs> immediately afterwards. I will be impartial for that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to hand it over to um, Adam now, and he's going to give you the track, Coaster.
Oh, that was nice and relaxing. That was Coaster is its working title, and that was live from the rucksack of Adam Stone, all the way from Korea. And that's was that like a, a world exclusive play? Uh, that was, yeah, yeah. Uh, you've got you lucky, lucky guys. Now we've got we've all got to review it, but the person who made it is in the room with us. So I guess that means we're all going to be nice about it. Round no, 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 no. Be, yeah. no, be as vicious we'll... as possible because I'll just give it a 10 when it comes around to me. Okay. <laughs> Boost my ego a little bit. Okay, well, I really liked it. I, I love songs that are chilled out and I really like the vibe of it. I felt like it lacked a distinctive hook. So I would give it 7 out of 10 because I do love my chilled out music and I had a lot of time for that. Mr. Swan, what did you think? I thought it was cool. I really liked it. I like the fact that, like I said to Adam, you can just do something like that in your bedroom. You know, when you think about the massive recording studios that bands go and record in. When you can produce something of that quality in your bedroom. Um, yeah, I thought it was really good. So I like the whole concept of it. Um, and I like the chilled out, like you said, chilled out vibes. I like the violins at the end. I like that slightly. And the drums, that drum bit, sort of towards the end, that was quite cool. So I, I'd give it a seven as well. Okay, Dave, what would be your quick review of that song and score to go with it? Um, yeah, it's, it, was a, it was a really nice track, I thought. There was some bits in there to work on, but uh, at the same time, I thought it was a really, really cool song. I thought that, you know, the vocal melody worked quite well with it. I thought there were some nice harmonisations there. Yeah, it was cool. I really liked your song, man. I think it was a, a really interesting interesting thing to do. I'm looking Thank forward you. to hearing more. What would you give out of ten, Dave? I'd say that that was a seven from me. Awesome. And now we'll get Adam to review his track. What would you give out of ten? What would you have to say about it? Uh, because I know all the flaws and uh, the minor details that I could have improved on it a bit, I think I'll give it a five. Ooh, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. I don't think you're taking advantage of your position here <laughs> to become our record of the fortnight. No, I, I'll stick with it. I'll, I'll, I'll bump it one up yeah. and I'll go for a six. Okay. Because, uh, yeah, I, I actually agree with what you said, Liam. There's no hook. There's nothing that will stick in the mind of the listener once it's over. Oh, well, that gives that song around 27. Uh, and what did the Riders Brothers get? 28, didn't they? Ooh, okay, so it rests on the last song to see who's going to take record of the fortnight. Well, yeah, I need to talk to you about something that we chatted about in the last show. Talk away. Actually, no, I killed a bird the other day. Do you want to hear about how I murdered <laughs> a bird? Yeah. I'd love to hear that. Right, I was at work, and I, I was just uh, having a little patrol of the perimeter of work in the car park area, and there was like... There was like a little bird sat on the floor in the corner. And it was actually quite a big bird. It looked like a big fat pigeon crossed with a hawk. And I was like, oh, you don't see many. <laughs> you don't no, see many of those. Pigeon hawk, yeah. The famous pigeon hawk. I said, oh, you don't see many of those. So I looked at him and he sat on the floor. I thought, oh, that's a bit unusual. And I said, hello, how are you doing? And then I sort of left him. And I walked away and thought, no, that wasn't quite right. It could have been like nesting. It could have been injured. could have been like poorly or something like that. And so I went over to it again. I said, oh, hello, mate. You all right? Would you like some kibble? Would you like some seed? And it flew across the car park straight into a wall and died. (laughs) (laughs) And it made a tremendous thud and just fell on the floor twitching. And then I went over and, and it just stopped twitching. And then it was dead. That's utterly ridiculous. I know. But it doesn't surprise me in the slightest. But it well, made... most, most birds have the same reaction to Liam, if I'm honest. Yeah. 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 Do like... you feel responsible? Very, very. And I said to someone else, I was like, oh, what should I do with it? Should I leave it there? Should I pick it up and put it in the bin? Like, nah, just leave it. A fox will have it. You know, it's just nature's way. It's nature's way, he said. So I left it and then I came in to work the next day and it was still there. Oh. And had I... a fox had its way with it, though? No, it was just oh. exactly like... And it was oh. laid out, like, with its wings outstretched in a very sort of Jesus-like way. And I felt awful. So I had to go and pick it up with some um, litter picker and put it in a bag and put it in the uh, food waste bin. Oh. <laughs> that's now kind of just food waste. But it's meat, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> it's no different than a guinea fowl that's cellophaned up. Yeah. But that's my sad story. And then on the way to work the next day, I drove into a bird as well. So it seems so two like... birds in a week? Yeah. 
two birds. I know. It's bad. It's not the sort of two birds I want to be getting in one week. You're probably oh. becoming infamous in the bird community now. But if any of you out there have killed any animals without meaning to, do let us know in my new <laughs> item, I've killed a bird by mistake.com. Uh, Liam at boysinthebasinpodcast.com. Um, yeah, because I felt really bad. And that's wait a minute. I want to say sorry to the family of that bird if they're listening. We don't like to kill birds. Don't kill birds. Um, but yes, what I was getting to with that point was that I sent an email following on from my query last week regarding ah, yes. the calorie content in Cadbury's. So for those who didn't listen, and you probably didn't listen, Adam, because you're on a plane or you're dying around meeting family, Cab- Cadbury's mini eggs, mm-hmm. love them, right? Basically, there is, in 25 grams, is 120 calories. So to times that by four, you would get the calorie count for 100 grams, which would be 480. However, it then says on the same packet that per 100 grams, there's 490 calories. Now, Adam is doing a bemused face, listeners, and well, he might, because it's bemusing. Where did the extra 10 calories come from? Hmm. So, I thought... Well, Maybe I'm it's the p- bag itself, perhaps? No, you don't eat the bag. They advise against you it. You don't? You keep it away from children. <laughs> it causes suffocation. Oh, okay. I mean, and, I don't, though. And syphilis. Sure I can eat it. Have a go, mate. <laughs> Live on next week's show. It'll be Adam's funeral. Eat a plastic bag. Right, so this is the actual email that I've sent to Cadbury's, and I'm hoping they will reply, because I will be getting... I'm going to resend this when I get home tonight. Hello there, Mr and Mrs Cadbury of Joyville. I do hope all is well in your land of mirth, merriment and frivolity. It always seems so jolly on the TV and I've decided that you must be nice people with friendly faces. It is for this reason that I've plucked up the courage to finally put pen to paper or to be more precise, finger to iPad. But let's not quibble, we're all friends here. Anyway, my name is Liam. I'm 29 and a keen collector of model cars and dust. I hope you have time to spare as I'm contacting you with a missive of the utmost urgency and importance. It is regarding something that has caused me the utmost confusion and has been haunting both my waking days and my now sleepless nights. I recently purchased a small yellow bag of your delightful treats and mini eggs. They are wonderful, divine and sexy little works of art, carved by the hands of angels, one can only assume. I consumed all of the 100 grams that that bag claimed to contain and felt a warm and giddy sense of satisfaction in both my tummy and my loins. So far, so good. Hope you're still with this, guys. It gets better. It was then that I took to reading the bag to check the calorie content. I've started doing this quite often, you see, as I recently retired from a job as a novelty tuba player and have been embracing a healthier lifestyle. I've shed four stone in the last 18 months and am now enjoying the ability to touch my toes, wear skinny jeans and blend in with giraffes on the odd occasion that I become lost in the Serengeti. A lovely place should you ever get the chance to go, but do remember to pack a hat. It was upon reading the information on calories that my confusion was first peaked. You see, it clearly states that 25 grams of mini eggs has 120 calories. So surely, by a simple mathematical equation of multiplying by 4, a 100 gram bag should have 480 calories. This was fine, I thought, and started carefully planning the rest of my days eating around this fact. However, I then looked again, and on the same packet it states that a 100 gram serving contains 490 calories. This is a whole 10 more calories than my original equation had suggested. Now, of course, the very first thing I did was to check my equation was correct, and the error didn't lie with me. To do this, I purchased an abacus, a bag of rice and a penny whistle. I used these to double check my calculations and all seemed to be compliant. I then flew to Switzerland where I assembled a team of scientists, all with magnificent beards and white coats, to see if they could solve the riddle. Yet despite their best efforts, which easily included four days at the Hadron Collider, my initial calculations seemed watertight. I even broadcast this issue on my podcast, which is downloaded globally to 10,000 listeners, and still no one could fathom what was going on. It has, however, started quite a wave of interest all over the world. And whilst I stopped short of calling it an uprising, there is certainly a brooding sense of unrest and confusion amongst the people. And if pre-revolutionary France taught us anything, it's how dangerous such unrest can become. 
So, I do hope you can see that contacting you was my last resort. I know you are busy feeding and watering the angels that carve mini-eggs and put the jelly candy into your marvellous creations, but des desperate times call for desperate measures, and the world needs an answer. I need an answer. Why, oh why is there 10 more calories in a 100-gram serving of mini-eggs than there is in four individual 25-gram servings? Is it better to eat them in smaller portions? Are the eggs plotting something? Is it a conspiracy? And where did I leave my coat? I look forward to your response. The sleepless nights are taking their toll, and the cold sweats are getting worse. I therefore hope that I can be compensated in some way for my troubles. An abacus is not cheap, and neither is a taxi from Portsmouth to Switzerland, let alone renting a Hadron Collider for four days. I won't even mention that the scientists I hired need paying, and the constant phone calls from them threatening my family are becoming a dreary burden. A lifetime supply of mini-eggs would help ease the pain, as would a cream-made castle, or a life-size statue of me made of the same stuff you put in the aforementioned Marvelous Creations bar. You know, the popping jelly-filled one. Please get in touch soon. I really want to move on with my life. Best wishes, Master Liam Parton, boysinthebasementpodcast.com. So I've got a plug-in for the podcast. I don't know if we want to be associated with that, but do we? But why haven't they replied to <laughs> my missive? I can't, I can't imagine, maybe. yeah. So do you think that was a well-crafted email that really got to the heart of how serious this has become for me? If you were sending it to Willy Wonka, then maybe. That's <coughs> Willy Wonka sending it. Yeah. That's what I imagine they were like. I'd love to see the face of some sort of like really dull businessman who sat in an office somewhere at Cadbury's who's received that email. Well, no, it won't be. It'll be some little day. Indian man who hasn't got a clue what he's on about. Look. Uh, well, maybe, Dave. That's a little bit racist. Yeah, look. And I can't be racist because my dating is going international now. Oh, you want to talk about, about this now? Yeah, let's talk about it, shall we? Live on Go it. Go on then. Yeah, I want to find out more about this because I've just heard whispers. Yeah, there's a Romanian woman that's nice and I love her a bit and I might be going out with her a bit. How did you sort of get the date then? You just asked her out, right? Right, Dave. Yeah, and you said to her... Hello. You're nice. Shall we go on I a date? did say that. Did you? Well, oh, you're well nice. We should go for a drink. And she agreed. Wow. I had a cup of tea. I was late for the date, though. That's a bit... You were Doesn't very surprise. late for the date. Yeah. How late? How late? <laughs> Only about 15, 20 minutes. Oh, that's bad. It Leaving is bad. on her own? Yes, on her own. Really bad. But I was worth the wait. It was nice. And she's very glamorous. But it does mean that I need to know a lot more about Romania, because I don't know a lot about oh, it. Oh, I feel a quiz coming on. No, I haven't got a quiz, because no. I, I quizzed her on the date. I asked her a lot about Romania's economy. Um, what its main imports and exports were, um, what sort of the the crime rate is like there. I asked her a lot of questions to really delve into the. Does she um, does she sound Romanian? Has she lived here a long time? Uh, she's got an accent. I can't say if it is Romanian because I've never met any other Romanians. Okay, yeah. How did you find when you went to Korea, Adam? Like dating foreign girls, dating so, Korean girls. Yeah, like did you find culturally it's quite difficult to date someone who uh, comes from a different culture? Yeah, it is quite difficult, especially. Um, you have to be introduced to someone else in Korea. So, like, blind dates are very popular and speed dating is very popular. And apparently that's the reason that the um, the population is on the decline because people are not meeting each other as much as they do. There was actually a government-funded <laughs> mass, mass speed date wow. which turned into a shambles because no one would actually want to, like, go out with anyone because they weren't officially introduced by their friends. Because I always wonder if you're dating a foreign woman whether you might do something that culturally we think is normal, but to them is like ballistically offensive. Because like, some, I think Eskimos, you meant to burp after a meal, and that's polite. It's a compliment, then, isn't it? Yeah. But in some places that's deemed very rude. Yeah. You just think, oh my God, it's a mindful. So I will be keeping you updated on how my... Well, I was going to ask, is, will she, could she come on the podcast? Oh, it's early days yet. Does she, she know, know about the podcast? She doesn't know about the podcast. Which she is does. Like, it's a great... No, she doesn't. She doesn't. Oh, so well, a, fine. We can discuss her on it at the moment, but there will come a time where she finds out my grubby little underground secret and we will have to give her a pseudonym and never talk of her again. Well, well when she gets to the stage where we could meet her, perhaps we could do that. Mm. Maybe not bring her on the podcast, but yeah, just go out for a drink So that's, that's that. It's nice. So I'll keep you updated. We're going to probably ring Ismar later on in the show to, um, 
I don't know, get him to review a film because I've promised him I'm going to do it. And he's from Bosnia, and I think that's all roughly the same area. So I'll get some tips off him. That'll be thrilling content. But we've got some more music coming up now. And uh, Dave, I need to speak to you, Dave, because this is one of the bands that you're trying to get on the show, isn't it? I'd absolutely love to have them on the show. Yeah, thrilled. Tell us a bit about them. Uh, this is one of my friend's bands. He's uh, living in London at the moment. He went up there to become a, a film animator of some description, which is interesting in itself. But he's um, he's now joined this uh, young girl called uh, Sophie Jameson. And they've experienced a sort of a, a modicum of success recently. They seem to be on, on the way up, really. So, um, yeah, we'd love to sort of get them back down here. They've been, they've played at the Petersfield Festival before, yeah. so uh, they're not, they're not too uh, unfamiliar to this area. Because so. they, they are coming on the show. You just need to finalise the date, don't you? Yeah, that's so it. do it. They, they, they want to do it. Do so it, booking boy. Yeah, I will. I'll, I'll get on them. And we had a little whip round in the room. We all decided this was a track we wanted to play. Um, so this is Waterloo. It's great. And this is a Sophie Jameson band. Enjoy.
that was another chilled out song from the Sophie Jameson band that time and that song was called Waterloo either in tribute to the station the battle or who really knows well they probably know we'll ask them when they come on the show uh, what do we make of that song it seems like we've played three really chilled out songs today which is quite nice mm. I think that's because we've got a soft lighting in the basement I'm very relaxed it's quite calming Okay, oh, well, have, so have, you, have you got one final review in you, Swan? Have you for the show? Do you want to give that song a review and a rating? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I liked it. Uh, I, I liked her voice. It was nice. Uh, <laughs> instrumentally, I thought it was quite nice and quite peaceful. It was good, though. Yeah, I just felt very sort of becalmed, I feel, at the moment. So I'd probably give it a, a seven. Okay, well, thank you for that, Mr. Swan. Right. What did you make of it, Adam? Um, I'm actually going to give it a nine. Uh, I'm very, very enamoured by this song. Uh, it's very delicate. Very sort of sensitive kind of song, and uh, like I, I think I mentioned it earlier, uh, I'm a big fan of the sort of like soft, sad, like introverted kind of music, and uh, yeah, this does it for me. I think the first time I heard it, um, it, it got me right here, and uh, I'm gesturing at my gut at the moment. Okay, he's yeah. hungry. Not, not the heart, yeah. the gut. Uh, well, <laughs> so, somewhere between the heart and the gut, you know. So, and in my abdomen, it, it, it struck me somewhere in my abdomen. Yeah, so. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I, I really, really love this track, so uh, I'm going to give it a 9. I considered a 10, but I think you'd have to make something absolutely gobsmacking to get a 10, so yeah. Awesome. Dave, what did you think of it, and what do you want to give it a score of? See, I'm on the to- total opposite wavelength on these things. Not saying it's bad as such, I just the way I perceive music is very... Uh, I, I like a good strong hook I like something that's a little bit catchy yes I'm soulless and I don't I clearly don't have very good taste in music then uh, but yes no, I prefer something a little bit more upbeat uh, so this kind of song doesn't necessarily do it so much for me although I think there is a lovely little melodic hook is it in the rush at Waterloo the first line of the song oh, I'm torn but um, yes yeah, so I think I, I, I'll have to give this a 7 OK, well, now it's all down to me then. What did I make of it? I liked it. The voice has a beautiful fragility to it. There's like a bit of glass, and I like that. It feels like it's a bit ethereal, and you're like floating on it a bit. That is music to chill out to. And I'm oh, imagining great. myself in a dark room with a candle, contemplating life and thinking, this is nice. So I'm going to give that song an 8, I think. I'm going to give that a strong 8. So that song gets 31 out of 40. Ratus Brothers got 28. Coaster by Adam Stone, got 27. So our record of the fortnight is Waterloo by the Sophie Jameson Band. Well done, Sophie Jameson Band. You've now been entered into a big pot of bands who win our record of the fortnight award. And at the end of the year, you might win some sort of prize. Brilliant. Um, What do you reckon we should do? Do you reckon we should ring Ismar now? Do you reckon we should do the news? I think we should ring Ismar. Do you think he'll like that? I think he'd love Bring that. Bring it Ismar to read the news. I think that's a bit ambitious. That's a long, that's a long road. <laughs> right, now for those who've not listened before, and maybe for Adam, we may think, who the hell is Ismar? Ismar is a filmmaker who's been involved with the show before. He lives in Sheffield. Um, he's a very close friend of mine. Um, he's a very up-and-coming, you know, he's making films, he's got awards, he's all sorts. He's, I like to have all these talented people around me, and I don't like to ever... I wouldn't want to be a talented person. I'd rather be someone looking at what a talented person's doing, because I think it's probably nicer than actually living the ball lake that is being a talented person. So, we're going to ring Ismar, because I promised him weeks ago, I was like, man, I'm going to ring you on a show and you have to do a film review. Okay, he doesn't know we're going to ring him, so this could be interesting. <laughs> I wonder what he's doing. Well, we'll find out. We can ask him. He's probably busy making a film. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's not going to answer. Oh, this could be awkward. Oh, God, he's not going to answer. <laughs> the features are whitewash. Welcome to the E. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, no! no. Oh, no, it's a disaster. Oh, that's bad. The things with a thing like that is you can't prepare it. No, you can't. Oh, no. no. Oh, well, you know, Ismar, we tried to ring you and you just ignored us. Say la We'll have to ring him next show to get a review and um, some advice on, not Bosnian women, Romanian women. Yeah, they're yeah. all the same. They're all the same. <laughs> but it does mean now we have to do the news. That's the last time we've got to do this show. 
You ready for some news stories, Mr. Swan? Always. All right, then. Well, here we go. This is the news. 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 It's the news! Right, so there was a small drama during that jingle where I started to remove me undercrackers, but it's okay, we're all back on the right track now. Well, you know, not sort of morally, I'm never on the right track morally. Mr Swan is shaking his head in utter disbelief, and he's just vomited into his own shoe. Uh, Right, this is the part of the show where I've gone out and spent my hard-earned time, is that a thing, Uh, looking for news stories. I bring three to the room, then we have a little vote, and then we read one in more detail, and then hopefully we make some comment on it, and we're all cultural and edgy and funny, and it's great. So, the three headlines I've picked today are as follows. Headline number one, thieves steal politicians' cottage pie. The next headline is on a tapestry far, far away. A little bit ambiguous, that one. <laughs> uh, and then finally, fetus found inside 84-year-old woman. No. So, out of those three <laughs> storming headlines that somehow fell under the mainstream radar, uh, which one do we want to hear more about? Um, I was expecting some dull, generic headlines. Those are all so tempting. Yeah. Uh, I think I'll have to go for the cottage pie one, though, because okay. I like cottage pie. Okay, what do you reckon, Swan and yeah, Dave? Yeah, I, I like cottage pie. Yeah, well. cottage pie. We're going for cottage pie. Eighty-four-year-old women. Okay, here we go. Thieves steal politicians' cottage pie. Thieves broke into the car of a top Euro politician and stole a cottage pie, but left behind her official papers. <laughs> Vivian Reding, vice president of the European Commission, had travelled to London for a public debate on Europe, but when she emerged from the meeting, she discovered someone had broken into her official car and stolen her luggage, including a cottage pie brought from a London farmers' market. Mrs. Redding, 62, said, I got it to show people how good British cooking is. I just hope that at least they eat it and don't throw it away. The thieves also stole suitcases containing clothes and jewellery, but left behind a bag containing Mrs. Redding's official papers. Mrs. Redding, who comes from Luxembourg, said, It is the first time I've had my bag stolen and I travel all around the world. They left my papers, fortunately. It is a real pain in the neck. It will be really difficult to replace the clothes, jewellery and makeup. So that was the story. Outrageous. Well, I hope they enjoyed that cottage pie. If you are the person that stole that cottage pie, get in touch with the show. It will be anonymous, and we want to see if it was a nice cottage pie. I think that's what we all want to know. Yeah, that's definitely what we're the thinking. most important factor of that story. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what it's like to be a politician. Do you think I'd be a good one? Awful. Right. Or absolutely awful. I think I'd be good. You have no Monst- interest in politics. Monster raving so. loony party. Hmm, I'm going to start a political party, actually. I've decided. And and what, what, would your, yeah, what would your policies be? Just be, everyone be nice and have a lot of sex. Mm. Mm. See, look, I've just won over <laughs> <laughs> of all the voters in this room. 100%. This is where it starts. Uh, no, it's been a good show. I've had quite a nice time. It's, we just uh, Before I go, I want to let you know that Bella Takes Chase is playing in London uh, on Wednesday the 26th of February. And me and Dave are going to be there. Are you joining us, Mr Swan? I won't be. Unfortunately, it's the Scottish round of auditions for the... Um, musical of my life okay so I'm heading up to Scotland first thing in the morning I've got two days in Loch Lomond uh, three days in Loch Lomond and three days in Edinburgh okay so uh, anybody in the area get in touch give me an email we could meet up for a beer okay brilliant and you can audition for the musical yeah I might be up for that I might pop up to Scotland to see you I'm sort of deciding what my week will hold brilliant and I want to say a big thanks to Adam for coming here all the way from Korea just to to do the show give him a little round of applause yeah Yeah, it's been a pleasure 
Uh, it's nice to see things from the inside as well. Hmm. Yeah, it's nice. It's been nice to have you here. It's been good. When do you go back to Korea? Uh, next Friday. So okay. I've got one more week. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Well, enjoy it and hopefully have the show out and you can let us know what you think about it. Yeah, will do. Um, and yeah, well done to the Sophie Jameson Band who are a record of the fortnight. Give them a little round of applause. Uh, you can find them on Facebook. I think I forgot to say they're on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Sophie Jameson Music. Check them out and they're also going to be gigging soon. It's in our diary. Look, look them up. You'll find it. It'll be great. Anything else anyone wants to add? No, hopefully Mr North will be here next time. The three yeah. of us might actually be reunited for a show. Whoa, well that, that, that my friend, is the bombshell that we <laughs> end this show on. Because we've been the boys, this has been The Basement, you've been the listener. Goodbye! Goodbye.